Welcome to Light Conversations on Trauma podcast, bringing conversations around hardship into the light. It's me, Peter Middleton, here, and I'll be hosting this podcast. This is a space for intimate and empathetic chat around trauma, big T or little t. We have regular sections to this podcast, so look out for them. And each episode, I'll be joined by a guest who will share their unique perspective. So sit back and relax, and I hope you enjoy the conversation. episode one of Light Conversations on Trauma. Today I'm joined by Chris Geisler. Chris is a dear friend of mine. We met a couple of years ago through a friend of a friend at Creators Club Festival. So Chris, let me ask you, what's your vibe? I am a pure naturist at heart. (laughs) And and I feel that every day even more. I think I'm I'm on that path of re relearning, rewilding my human. And firstly, when someone introduces herself, they normally say their name, their job title, where they're from. Yeah. And for me, I try and like just disrupt that a little bit. When someone says, "Oh, what do you do?" I'm like, "Well, Mm. I get in the sea every day." I practice yoga quite regularly. I, um, I, I'm, I learn a lot about myself and the world. I travel. I speak mm. to people. I try and do something every day that scares me. Mm. And I remember if I'm at a barbecue and someone's, <laughs> they've kind of got a whole of it, a lot of information there. <laughs> but I just think when you when you you say your job title, I mean, why are we still doing that? Yeah. We know that's not us. <laughs> yeah. Well, this is very definitely why we're, why we're friends, Chris, because um, I, I think that's the worst verb in the English language. <gasps> do. What do you do? Oh, I did that. I did that. I did Vietnam. I did it. <laughs> I checked it off. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's, I mean, yeah. I'd probably get in trouble you, for saying you, that. But um, Yeah, if you has, said, what are you doing? Yeah, yeah. we are doing. I'm, I'm doing this. I'm doing that. Yeah, I, I'm actively doing things. I'm, I'm talking, but mm. you couldn't say you so couldn't go up to someone and say, oh, I'm, "I'm, what are you doing?" <laughs> Sounds quite, uh, you know, offensive. Yeah, it's um, true. It's true. We're but, human beings, not human doings. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Well, no, you. We, <laughs> we just. We just. You, yeah. <laughs> it's interesting because it's, it's not human. Well, we are human doings because we are. Oh, but yeah. now we are. I don't know. It's complicated. <laughs> so yeah, I was. Yeah, I was very definitely going to ask you what's your vibe rather than what do you do, because sure. I believe in that for sure. Um, mm-hmm. Nice. But um, what are some of the things that you do? <laughs> what are some of the things I do? In yeah, a sense of service. Great <laughs> I know that you do a lot of service in your life. Um, so, what are the kind of things you do to 
I think I've definitely been doing different things every year mm-hmm. since since school, <laughs> since college, since going on a little bit of a path, a very big path mm-hmm. of self-development, you know, kind of understanding the bigger questions in life. What does it all mean? What do I really want to do? Mm-hmm. Who am I really? And not allowing other things to define me or allowing other people's mindsets to influence mine, like going out there and really finding out what I want to do and what I want to be a part of and what do I want to help grow. Mm-hmm. And that for me, I mean, we've just talked about it was, was traveling for sure. Mm-hmm. But every year since coming back from traveling, I definitely have focused on right next, next year is going to be, better than this year but like not even thinking that long term but but i guess just looking at doing different things and just getting different experiences Mm. in there just experiencing different things and then yeah i think a large part of life is just understanding what you kind of don't want to do and what you want to just you know discard bruce lee just take what's good and discard what's not um and find your own way yeah. yeah, yeah, for sure. So it's been a it's been a bit of a process of that, and just kind of just oh, just exhaling and giving in and surrendering to the experience of different things that I've been doing. Like I got, I went somewhere went traveling, came back, and I really had this this idea that I really wanted to get into London and get a job, whatever that looked like, get job experience, because I was still mm-hmm. conditioned into this mindset of yes i needed to get something on my cv and it's and it's honestly the advice that i give anyone like you cannot do things for the purpose of a piece of paper do things because mm. you want to experience them but not because you think it's what you should be doing mm. so the, i came back with that and i still had this condition and then got into events work and i was kind of well i was actually in, in radio and then i got into the event side of things because i just wanted to do things with my hands i love seeing the direct in direct impact i would have by doing things not just necessarily in an office writing on my computer it didn't yeah. work for me that's great so, I, lo- I love what you mentioned about experience by the way my parents are just coming home so if there's any noise i'm sorry oh are they all good that's life <laughs> talking about life here Not so true. yeah um i love what you're talking about experience for sure i've always been that way as well just seeking experience rather than yeah it's an interesting one the quote-unquote job um because i think many people have different different things different kind of side things as well in their mm-hmm. life right but you teach you teach yoga as well don't you Yes. So yes. And around that time as well, I, it, again, it was travel, meeting people with like minds that mm-hmm. be curious about stuff. I started to be a bit more mindful in my, in my behavior or like what I was into, like sports at school, college with friends. I started to just disregard that and think it's not, it's not what I want to do. I started mm-hmm. to become more mindful about my approach to things. So mindful movement and mindful health and exercise because back then it still was an exercise for me Mm. i would do it to work out my body but doing a mindful way and that led me down a 
a path that I'm still on through yoga. Yeah. And it was phenomenal. And it's like six years ago now. And I feel like I'm still at the beginning. Like every day yeah. I get on the mat and I'm, I feel like it's the first time. Yeah. That's an amazing way to frame it, actually. That's incredible. I love that. And I, I love that notion of exploration. It's an exploration with your body. And mm-hmm. I, I find that with the things that I do, uh, I do a little bit of yoga, a tiny bit, but, um, Qigong or, or Reiki for me. And I also practice karate. Um, and that is very much the same in that way. It's not just an exercise for me. It's a spiritual kind of practice. It's like, it's an exploration of my body in a mindful way. So that's really cool. Yeah, man. Nice. Should we dive in um, with the prompts? So you picked, um, what's your inner critic? Uh, what do you that for? Think of you now? They don't even like me anyway. Such an I can't idiot. believe you did that. What's the point? They're abandon me. Why? You're not good enough. Who are you You're to an be? idiot. Uh, Why should enough. I even try? I shouldn't do this. What are they going to think? Why even try? I should just give up. Hey, what's your inner critic saying? When I first heard those words from you i started to think of this time in london okay where i had this overcoat and it was it was kind of like a um dr doolittle kind of coat or i'd say like an inspector morse vibe oh, wow. and, it, and, it, and i turned the collar up you know i might have had a hat on but Should it was being sherlock holmes <laughs> oh yeah that's exactly sorry uh rewind sherlock holmes coat and Nina was like, that's your skeptic coat. And I was like, oh. and I started becoming this character of like real skeptical about stuff. Oh, what's that food you're eating? That's bad for you. It comes from here. And I just, it was, it was like my skeptic coat. Cause we had this conversation. Nina was probably the first person to ever pick up on it. Mm. Now I'm quite skeptical or have been quite skeptical in the past of things. And it, it's almost like, as there's this balance between my conditioned self i feel it comes from my father he's very skeptical about things um because it served him in the past but i've definitely developed that and had that condition to just be a bit skeptical of all um just theories in general spirituality okay um just just I, it was kind of i, I up until like the last couple of years where I've actually been more at peace with just the unknown, I think I used it and maintained it there for, because I believed that it served me well. I believe that being skeptical is a good thing. It serves you. It keeps your feet on the ground and it allows you to question everything, question everything. Mm. And it's like, well, yeah but no also like you don't mm. need to question everything it's not gonna it just is you know it doesn't yeah. need to be examined yeah you know? like but that. It, that's that critic for me is that skeptical aspect of myself yeah. so that, yeah it speaks to me of uh of of the importance of critical thinking in 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 our culture that we grew up in which is mm. britain britain or west western philosophy mm-hmm. yeah it's it's loaded towards that critical thinking isn't it and I love I love that you mentioned the the mist the mystery. Is that what you mentioned, or did I go there myself? <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm um, gonna, it's mine. I got it. Uh, yeah, you can claim that one. Um, but yeah, the and that that reminds me of like the paradox 
um, paradox of life. You know, it's like, Mm -hmm. uh, that's what Carl Jung said, you know, that's where life is, is, is in the paradox. It's like what you said, it's like, it's kind of yes, but it's also kind of no, like you have to lean into, to the uncertainty. So, yeah. so your inner critic voice is your the skeptic. Do you do you know how it, it shows up for you? Like, what are the, what are the wordings? Do you, are you aware of that? Or yes, yeah, for sure. So it it will show up when certain terminology is used, or certain. And I've probably asked you more questions than needed. Um, so when you mm. talk about astrology, things like that. I'm like, well, I'm quite skeptical and quite crit- critical of this this way of talking about the the universe. To, to, to large part, I have no idea about. So why am I coming into it skeptical? Right. Where, where's that coming from? Why am I not coming into it with a curious? I'm, I'm eager to learn, mm. but it's it's actually when you come into something like that with already a predetermined almost answer or inclination to something mm-hmm. that you think is right, then you're not going to, you're not going to receive the information truthfully. Yeah. You're going to come at it with your filter, right? Yeah. It's almost like a confirmation bias. You're looking for the confirmation rather than looking for the truth of yeah. the, or the reality of the situation. Mm-hmm. I can resonate with that. I mean, I, I have I have noticed that in 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 you maybe it's less the skeptic <laughs> maybe it's less the skeptic and more the critic that sure. you are because I see skepticism as you know just that curiosity and and critical thinking I guess is a different aspect but that's that's interesting so so you so is that how you approach like uncertainty in in that mm. in that zone. It's interesting because I was, I was listening to something yesterday uh-huh. about oh, I can't, it was his, his name's Nia Al Nia La or something like that. And he talks about distraction and traction, and it's beautiful the way he talks about it. Um, uh, he was on London Real podcast that I listened to a long time ago, but he taps into that kind of the, the, the unknown, and you don't need to know answers. Mm-hmm. And remaining of that mindset, I guess it relates to this because well say tell me the question again what you, you what you just asked I asked you is that you is that the way you approach um uncertainty? Yes, you did, so I think it has been a big pattern in the past, but less so now. Mm-hmm. I think I'm just at more at ease with. Um, like this whole pandemic, for example, like the future is so uncertain now for, for mm-hmm. many industries, including some parts of mine. Mm-hmm. And you just don't know the future. But now I'm like, the uncertainty is, is a good thing. It's adversity training. It's, oh. it, yeah, it's, it's That's that. A good one. Yeah, it's, Ross Edgley talks about adversity training in terms of like swimming in the winter and stuff. It's, oh, awesome. it's you're training yourself to 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 to, to, to learn and um, adapt better when you come and face adversity. So that uncertainty is a good thing. Like we we, mm. we don't need to know what the weather's going to be like next week. Or, like all yeah. these things. That's <laughs> I interesting. I don't think I'm yeah. like 
yeah, the skeptical side of it and the, and the cr- critical side of it. Hmm. I'm not sure, but the, yeah, the, in- the uncertainty, I definitely think a good, a good amount of it is, is beneficial. Yeah, I agree. Mm-hmm. Cool. Is there anything, are there any other voices that you, you're aware of in your inner critic, um, where they show up? Hmm. I definitely think in the relationship. Mm, it's often where they appear. <laughs> yeah. yeah. The, the great mirror of the relationship. Yeah, the great mirror. Yeah. So Nina, Nina's your partner. She mentioned, you mentioned. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. She, she pulls me off on it. Great. Again, and, and to be honest, I've only noticed she's not pulled me off on it, up on it so much. Mm. And I feel, oh, because of that, I must be. I must be adapting and getting a bit, bit, bit better um, at not letting that skeptic critic creep in. Um, but in the past, she used to say it quite often. It was regular. Um, she used to say um, her blood types O positive and mine's O negative. <laughs> <laughs> You're so negative because it's really like because that crit, that critic and skeptic. It's um, it can be seen largely as a negative point of view. You're coming yeah. into it in, in a negative way and it can impact you, right? Yeah. I mean, you have to have a balance of it. And I yeah. think having a good relationship with your critic and your skeptic is a really good thing. Yeah. And that's off, that's kind of where the idea for this section came from because the mm-hmm. men's work that I'm doing, um, we do a lot of work around voicing our inner critic. And I think like we were saying in the podcast, we just recorded for y- your podcast, mm-hmm. which is mind body practice, right? Yeah. Bo- body mind practice. Which one is it? Either or it's body mind. Oh, cool. The body. mind body was already taken. Damn it. Body, body mind's good though, because I like I like the Chinese proverb of, of the mind being a poor master and a good slave. <laughs> Interesting, so, I like that. Body mind. That. For me, for me. But um nice. Um what was I saying? I, I was So we were talking the about awareness. It's the awareness. The more that you can bring these things to your awareness, right? And I love, I love that you have that kind of mirror in your relationship. And I'm, I'm doing a lot of, um, d- kind of deep work around relationship right now and, and trying to create, I don't have a relationship right now, but if I was to have one, I'd want to be creating like a, a kind of transformational relationship rather mm-hmm. than a, like a, rather than what they call a transactional relationship. Sure. So it's cool, but it, it's quite funny sometimes, isn't it? Cause we can, we can just relax into that sort of new normal kind of vibe and then just keep going, keep going. Mm. But, um, I'm interested in, in the voices that you have. Um, you said that she mirrors, like what, what, what are the things that you say to yourself? If you're willing to, to put that on. One of the things that I say to myself. Yeah. What are the voices that you use? You know, in, you mentioned that shame was a big one for you just now. And if you're if you're shaming yourself, like how does it show up for you? Like what? Um, yeah, shame is um, shame. Probably one which I don't have the best relationship with. Uh-huh. 
I think, and, and I don't think many of us do, to be honest. Yeah, I guess I just don't understand it fully, and I have to admit that mm-hmm. because it will happen. I'll feel. I don't know. I don't, I don't, it's an interesting one. Maybe maybe give me some cues or yeah. questions or whatever. Um, well, personally, it's definitely there. I just need to kind of bring it out. Yeah, personally, uh, the voices that show up for me uh, a lot are, "What's the point in doing this?" Or who are you to do this? Or you know, okay. you know, being worried about judgment. If imposter I'm putting, syndrome. Yeah, imposter syndrome has been a big one for me. That um, comes up for me for sure. Okay, all right. So yeah, so all of those things for me that they're, they're my inner critics. They're the big ones. Like, what? Who are you to do this? Like, why? Why are you even trying? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> why are you putting this out there? What is the point? Okay, so for years, yeah, yeah. I always thought. I needed to be in a, a good relationship with myself okay. to then start a podcast. Ah, uh, okay. So you need to be kind of like the finished. The yeah, finished the, the pristine version, the tick signed off. Yeah. Signed off version. And uh, I just I, had that just a couple of days ago. Yeah. Just been like, you know. It's, it's mad, isn't it? But you won't ever get to that point unless you do it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and I, it's, it's, it's interesting because it's what the mind thinks and no, what the, what the intellectual mind thinks mm-hmm. and knows, but what the body feels and the mind feels is totally different. You can know yeah. something, but not do it and be it. And that for me was just, it's a big thing to realize because I, I kind of knew it. For so long, you listen to people and you think, right, their mindset is awesome. I know that. I know that's the right way to be. Mm. But you're not it yourself. And you're like, why, mm. if I understand that that is the right way to be, why is this not changing for me? Mm. Um, and that was one thing for five years. I was like, I'm going to start a podcast. I, I, I've got, I, I'm getting so much from, mm. from what I'm learning from podcasts. It makes so much sense to me. Like, why am I not doing it? Am I not, and you're living in this, this, this fear state and this shame around not letting yourself be seen. Yeah. And also like that imposter syndrome of like, you know, you feel like you shouldn't be here. You shouldn't yeah. be in this space because there's so many people better than you. Yeah. So your, your mind's like, yeah, like you said, like, who are you to be here? Yeah. And, um, and with yoga as well, I mean, like mm-hmm. teaching, teaching yoga, mm-hmm. it's that like, I've got to, I've got to kind of start telling people I'm a yoga teacher for allowing me to think that I am. And it's like, yeah. there's some shame around that. Like, yes, yes. Allowing yourself to be the expert. That is, yeah. Right. Yeah. Oh yeah. my God. It's massive. And it's a constant journey, but you don't, you, you, you don't get, in my opinion, you don't get far from just intellectualizing it and mm. repeating it in your head you've got to do it you've got to get out there and yeah. start start being what you want to be yeah so we've got a minute left on this section so that's, yeah that's I've awesome a minute, but yeah. yeah but um awesome like and, and it's so good to voice these things and you know i think it, it applies for me very definitely as well you know like and it's and it's often those kind of frustrations, right, that come up, and it's like, why am I not doing this thing? I've been spent so many years wanting to do it, and I think I think it's so important to know because really that it's the voices that we have in our heads or bodies or wherever they come from 
that um, they kind of block our progress, really. And I, I love what you say about diving in um, because the lessons are, are always in failure. They're always in failure, aren't they? Mm-hmm. The first step is to take one. You know, that, yeah. there's a quote which is phenomenal, and it says, I've made a yeah. few mistakes. Yeah. I've benefited, so I've benefited from so many mistakes. I'm thinking about making a few more. Yes. <laughs> I love a good quote. Thank you so much. That's such a good way to end that section. <laughs> Amazing. So the next one that you picked out was called That's Deep. <laughs> Did I pick that out? <laughs> I think so. Is that the one you picked? I just like that. I guess I just said okay, it. Well, well, you can pick them. By the way, we have um, seven prompts that you can pick from. Um, so, yeah. Okay. And we're doing Which, three and, and then a, and then a yeah. art. Yeah, okay. And then the last one is a free 15, which is always the last section of the hour. Okay. So which one do you want? What have we done so far? That's my inner critic. What's your inner critic saying? Okay, that was 15 minutes, yeah? Yeah. Sweet. Let's share a shame. I've shared a shame. (laughs) Yeah, you've already sort of gone there. Hmm. What's jumping That's... at you? That's the values. Riding the ways of change. Okay. Then I want to talk about just my interpretation of change. Great. Relating... Yeah. Do that then. Okay. Riding the waves of change. Riding the waves of change. Okay. So what does that mean to you? Like let's let's get going. Okay, so riding the waves of change. So for me, the waves perfect analogy for change. Mm -hmm. No one the same. And it's extremely Mm -hmm. natural. So having a good relationship with change, I think is fundamental. To having a good relationship with yourself and the world. <laughs> yeah. okay. I think that there's this kind of, I read a book once called, it's in my audio books, it's called uh, The Whole Life Approach to Health Practice and something else. But it, there's a section in it, it talks about change and it really, really struck many chords. Um, and it also talks about the impermanence of life. And that's the kind of predicament that we find ourselves in. Because for some reason, we think things are going to be permanent in life. And that is a predicament that we find ourselves in as these people. We, we, we kind of, and, and we can't seem to have a good relationship with us not being here anymore. Like that is going to change. Two things. Uh-huh. It, yeah, two things gone yes. deep. <laughs> two, two things that they're just are just without doubt unarguable. Um, you're going to die, and things change. Mm-hmm. And um, I think in in the kind of civilized, industrialized world that we find ourselves in, when we wake up 
in the morning with the walls in the same place, <laughs> in the same color. Sure, you might paint them, but more often than not, every day is very similar in the place that you wake up in. We, we have disconnected ourselves to that natural cycle of change. Yeah. And you go out into nature every single day, there'll be something different. Mm. There's no cloud the same. Like, unless we're really paying attention and really kind of having a good connection to that, um, th- then we're just going to, we are going to be disconnected from, from what is real. Yeah. And I think it can really impact us. And I don't think we know the impact of how waking up in the same house, like, being around the same things it has on our mental health yeah i agree and i i listened to your first episode with it's johnny ellis isn't it yeah yeah and yeah and you were talking about nature there's no straight lines in nature right yeah and i know that you you and i really resonate with that concept it's an interesting one and it might yeah it, it might speak to the kind of you know um fascination with the linear in a way that 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 we we currently have and Mm. you know i've always been a like the moment that i learned that i could think laterally about things was a great day you know because it Mm. takes it takes some of that kind of the cult of progress you know it's kind of takes some of that pressure off um absolutely that's cool yeah, I love that living near the sea has changed my life. Oh, Fundamentally. Mean, it's just wow. seeing something every day and the beach just, the beach is never the same. It's like uh-huh. existing in an environment which is constantly moving and changing and shifting. And and it's like every time I go down there, it's different. That's what I loved. I did a cycle mm-hmm. tour. I lived in a cycle tour, cycled from London to Turkey two years yes. ago. Did I tell you? I don't think we talked about that. <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> I don't well, talk about that, that often. You. You'd think it would come up at the barbecue where I talk about who am I. Yeah. But I think, it, yeah. It, it sometimes does, but I don't, I don't necessarily have a way to tell it. Mm. But it's the, the, the amazing thing that that did, like beyond the, 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 the physical aspect of it, which was incredible. Right. Beyond the being outdoors, you know, mm. 24 hours a day, that, yeah. that, the, the actual aspect of every single corner I took, every road I went down, it was different. There was no place the same. I traveled across landscapes, countries, merging into the next. Mm. And I saw that change every single day of weather, of, of, of environment. And it was just an amazing thing to be a part of. It felt like I was a part of it. Right. Watching watching my beard grow, you know, like every yeah. single day. And and also not doing that. Like just looking in the mirror once a week, like and then seeing the change. It's we look at ourselves so much we don't see the change. Uh, that's an maybe interesting some, point. Yeah. Maybe there's something in that. I don't know. Yeah. I was kind of sort of curious as to the direction to take that and I think in in my in my awareness i was thinking around that aspect actually so it's interesting that that came up it's like mm. how, how do we how do we approach change within our the environments that that we don't perceive change within you know like um waking up going to work 
if people go to work every day or nine to five or obviously not happening right now but yeah that our partners that we see a certain way and we need to see a certain way to feel comfortable in ourselves or we might need them to to kind of adhere to our you know vision of them sometimes and that's what creates friction in that sense it's like it's an interesting question isn't it because i mean cycling to turkey is it sounds amazing and it's sort of like a pilgrimage journey or sort of like a rite of passage it's kind of speaks to the to the journey aspect um absolutely but yeah it's i've i've also been playing around with that kind of changing in 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 immediate environments as well like how can i see things differently what what can i observe mm-hmm. what i mean do you have any thoughts on that like everyday kind of things for you is are there any practices that you have that that um that are based around the change in your in your immediate environment and stuff i think checking in with what's going on internally sat yeah. down Medi- whether that's meditation or breath work it's good uh, how is my nose today like when i do a lot of nasal breathing whether yeah. i'm running doing exercise and really trying to tune into my breath through my nose um because i've been reading a lot into nasal yeah. breathing and how it's actually one of the fundamental ways of health and breathing patterns mm, anyway i did hear that actually yeah yeah Maybe you can talk about, yeah, 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 send me, and yeah, for sure. Um, I do do know that, like, nasal breathing is, is really, really important. Mm, Well, it's, um, so the one thing that we have, so all animals, all mammals will breathe through their nose, only when they're in danger or they're in, you know, they're, they're out of their comfort zones i guess or or they're you know um exercising strenuous they'll breathe through their mouth mm. um but nasal breathing is really, is really important and because of language and our ability to breathe underwater mm. we've got there's something in the back of our throat that gets extended after a certain age and that almost shakes up a little bit and again, through language, um, we start to breathe through our mouths as well. And it's, it's wow. more prevalent in modern day due to health, due to sleep, due to diet, um, and a few other things. But there's so much in it. If anyone wants to research, like how you're breathing, is, is it a real, you can really pick up on a signal of like where you're at and your, and your overall health. And especially yeah. if you, if you wake up with headaches or, or dry mouth or if you suffer with sleep apnea, as there's practices you can do, real short practices that are really beneficial. Wow. Um, but back to what you're saying, um, mm. I think that just tuning into where my breath's at today as a practice, and, and just noticing the change, yeah. Yeah, that's amazing. That's and also my body, my body going on a, a process of opening up different joints and, and muscles that perhaps were injured in my first 30, 25 years, which I didn't really tune into and I wasn't really aware of my physical body, you just go out and run in compromising footwear with (laughs) big Nike shocks that probably weren't great for my feet. And then now I'm really tuning back into... (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Um, And tuning back into my feet and, and how, like, different bones are, like, even in my wrists and my and my knuckles and my hands, like... 
I remember like punching a wall once and like my knuckle yeah. broke. Yeah. And now I'm like really trying to like, like heal my body through yeah. the movements that I do. And it's like, oh yeah, that's interesting. You know, and I, I think the amount of men that have had experience of punching a wall is probably more than you <laughs> could imagine. Honestly, just just for the way that we we're taught that like feelings are weak and and mm-hmm. boys don't cry kind of rhetorics and you know those. You know, the, the one thing I've been doing in psychotherapy, which I take once a week is um, to deal with childhood trauma, is that if you repress emotion, especially anger, it's going to come out of you in a, like a big volcano. <laughs> you know, it's just mm-hmm. going to come out because it has to. You can't keep that amount of energy in your body. And um, so, yeah, it's interesting what you're saying. I've definitely been through a journey of healing my body in that way as well. Yeah, yeah, and noticing yeah. that change over time. Yeah. And I'd yeah. say consistency over intensity in anything that you do, you mm. will see the change and you notice the change. Obviously, mm. there will be big change if you're intense about something. Of course, you take a sprint and you'll notice a change in your breath. But if you consistently run, but notice that change over a longer period of time, the difference is profound, I think. And yeah. it's a lot more long lasting. I like that word, consistency. It's a really big word, I think. And I'm, I'm interested in this dynamic between the change that is inevitable and the consistency that we bring to our lives, you know, with our routines and habits. Mm-hmm. That's probably like one of the biggest balancing acts that going really, isn't it? to try and find that sort of the, the playoff between safety and security and comfort and, and, and enjoyment and, and, and yeah, just that kind of dance, the dance through life, you know, they're really just being life and then, and experiencing life the way that, you know, the way that you, sh- you kind of should just be alive, just be yeah. energetic. And then, and then the relationship to change that comes with these kind of big, scary things that happen to us, the shocks and the, the, yeah, the, the bigger events that are kind of unforeseen. Yeah. Can I also just add in yeah. changing of your physical posture? That's quite, been oh, wow. quite significant to me in the last yeah. year, two years, since, since understanding a lot more how beneficial ground living i mean it, we actually call it ground living like it's a like it's a hippie term or something it's it's obviously just not sitting on a chair for the majority of the day or working yeah. from the floor um so allowing your joints to just mobilize in different positions you have 150 mm. ground positions that you can move around from you've got about three in a chair like uh, just having that as a practice i mean you're standing right now right yeah i took the i actually took the uh the conscious decision in shelter in place or lockdown to to not have these kind of um, experiences sitting down because I I was sitting yeah. down all day and I did yeah just, awesome yeah, yeah. there's been a big movement in that and like the sc- yeah. standing desks and the the, mm. the the chair being as bad as smoking and uh, yeah, ridiculous, yeah the stress statements but like they've gained some traction and some light because mm. the, 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 this is how are you, what, what your, what's the thing, what your body kind of, you, whatever you do, you're shaping your body to do it more. Yeah. 
you, well, you're putting yourself the petri dish like your environment is that petri dish and it will shape and mold you if you allow it to and we notice it in elderly people who who spend 10, ten years in a chair and it's sad and and, and my grandparents have mm. done that and mm. then they, they they don't they forget how to move yeah and for me like having a ground living situation at home removing the the chair and and cutting the legs off the table um it's been amazing and watching that change within my body has been just just becoming aware of these things because we can notice a change the other side of it when you're sat in a chair and your posture's going your back's hurting i'm feeling it here and if you don't really go out of your way to to change yeah you're never going to stay in the middle you're always going to be going forwards or backwards now you need to decide if that's where you're at are you is your body digress degressing if that's the right word or progressing yeah that's interesting thanks man like the movement thing is incredible and i think it it also speaks to like the neuroscience around neurons that fire together wire together and and that kind of you know we heard like the body keeps the score like vessel van der kolk you know he talks a little bit about how posture actually encourages us to keep keep like energy in our bodies in certain ways yeah. you know that's also a thing right once you start working yeah. on your posture you can you can change the way that your energy moves in your body which is pretty awesome absolutely there was a study in america california called the power postures oh wow and it was, it was phenomenal i send it to you um i printed it out i've started printing out studies just so i can kind of look at them oh, a little amazing. bit more without just copying what someone else is saying yeah. But this one, the power postures, it, they, they literally hooked um, nodes up to their brains and stuff and, and, and regulated their hormones and understood them before they, they were in a certain state. And then after they performed a posture, which was very powerful and very like, you know, like, I'm ready. <laughs> and, and, and noticing what that does to your hormones and your body system. Yeah, yeah. Phenomenal. Cool. And the, the way the way you move for a room is the way you move through your life. Yeah, that's amazing. That's quite powerful. That's there's, a amazing. Called, there's a guy called Aaron Alexander who's um you know Aubrey Marcus, he's he's kind yeah. of that of that circuit in um in, Amer- yeah. in America and he's into lots of movement and and mindful approaches to to life and yeah and biohacking. I don't like to use that word, but yeah. Um, he's an interesting guy. Yeah, that's cool. And I follow Aubrey Marcus. Um, he's got a lot of, yeah, that kind of, that whole community has got a lot to say about life in general. I love, I love how, how curious they are. Um, yeah, pretty cool. Pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I'll pop all, all of that, all those resources in the show notes as well. Like anything that we, we mentioned here can go in the show notes. So yeah, check that out all right that's the end of that section so that was awesome thank you so much change yeah there's a lot of practical change i mean well yeah for sure and it's such a it's such a huge conversation isn't it and and one that i feel like we might we should be having a bit more than we do um so i'm I'm really grateful so yeah last one um which which is the one you want to what which one do you want to pick Let's go for that's deep because I definitely was okay. looking at that one. That's deep.
Cool. This section kind of came out of my sort of skater, stoner kind of days. Um, yeah, don't abuse drugs, folks. Um, but still, <laughs> um, just it's just that I don't actually think it was weed that gave me that mindset. Like I, I have that mindset even if I'm not um, smoking and. I just love a philosophical life, you know. I love. I saw a thing on um, on social media about being introverted, and and just it said like I hate small talk, and I actually do feel like I hate small talk. <laughs> it's not. It's not actually. I don't actually find it that 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 kind of. It's not actually a joke for me. It's like I do, I do I do actually dislike small talk. I love I love to have conversations. <laughs> so I that's where that. this that's where this section came from. It's kind of like that's that's deep, man. That's deep. That's what I want to be hearing. I want to be hearing quotes. I want to be hearing those deep things. Mm-hmm. So we shouldn't even have a word for it. It should be just what we do. <laughs> yeah. So I know we talk a lot about these things, but um. Is there anything that that brings up for you? What's what's the deep thinking that you've been doing? So I heard a quote yesterday. I've heard it before, but I want to share it. It was from Benjamin Franklin. Oh. And he said, if we're all thinking the same, then no one's thinking at all. Oh, that's deep. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I was like, yes, yes, yes. Because yes. it's... It's so true, right? It's, um, at what point, do, I don't know, it's this relationship between like that man's search for meaning and, and, mm. and this thing that we never quite, I guess, I guess you take a look outside and there's a lot of raining. <laughs> yeah. Okay. But like you do, you walk around you see a lot of injustice. Mm. You see, if you're aware of it, and if you want to see it, if you look for it, it'll be there. That a lot of injustice, a lot of sadness. I do, I do see a lot of sadness. Mm. And although that's a part of life, and I think that's great, I think there's sadness that doesn't necessarily need to be there. And in our modern day, very disconnected, very overstimulated, I think there's a lot to be learned about and understood about how we're living and yeah. how we can live more in sync with our actual biology. Since li- looking into like the natural human and indigenous cultures and how we're actually meant to live in harmony with things and yeah. looking into like how the human is set up and uh, what sh- we shouldn't be exposing ourselves to and, and distracting ourselves with and, and, you know, go, going like addiction, like, like psychological trauma, like all these things that are quite sad. And it's like, mm. there's a lot of modern day, a lot of modern day things, depression, anxiety that, that, that don't necessarily need to be there. They, they just don't, they don't need to, there's their signals and they're there for a reason, but they don't necessarily need, they don't help us thrive. They don't help us live our best lives. Oh, wow. And, and knowing there's a lot there, um, but like, yeah, I, it's generally day to day and it's kind of like my work. Um, it's, 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 it's what I want to learn more about because mm. the more you read and the more you're curious and open to understand, well, actually, um, 
if you look at the timeline of our species and and where we've come from, uh, you can just start to unravel and really make sense of, well, it doesn't have to be this way. It's not always been this way. And human beings are happier in these environments. They're not in these environments. And, mm-hmm. and you just start to kind of pick away and understand more about about human life on this planet. Mm-hmm. And I just think that's where conversations need to be because we... I do believe we could live a lot happier and a lot more in sync with, 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 the, with the planet. <laughs> and yeah. I don't think many people can disagree. It's no, I think it's incredible. Really. I think it's incredible. And obviously you and I have had many chats about this. I mean, it's like, yeah, definitely aligned with, and that uh, the conversation around ecocentric, you know, being ecocentric rather than, um i think egocentric. <laughs> egocentric yeah eco versus ego and there are many things that are coming out in this time that are really quite exciting like the prospect of donut economics um i don't know so it's, it's a lot to explain but it you shed some light on this yeah i've just to the yeah <laughs> yeah so it's like the upper margins of the economic model is suited to the the environment and the planetary system that we live in so um so that we cut we sort of don't it's not it's not permissible for us to exceed the planetary system you know because obviously that's a bad idea we don't have a, a spare one that we can just go to although the fantasies about mars are kind of kind of far-fetched really for me um yeah but sure. i think i think that's where they come from it's like oh, okay you know if and that's a big if like we destroy our planet or or slash our planet kicks us off of our planet we can just go to mars and start another colony and and i think i think what we need i definitely agree with you like i i think what we need to be thinking about is how did we get here like we we're part of a story that's thousands thousands of years old right it's like we started agriculture and that changed the nature of humanity and then we kind of got really successful at that that model but now we've come up against this climate change thing and also the kind of systemic racism stuff that's come out recently shows us that our our ideas around our society aren't quite as good as we we thought them to be in many ways mm. so i like i'm interested in this like yeah the, the kind of idea around living towards our bi- biology that's, that interests me. Um, yeah, I guess it's our relationship with sleep. Yeah. Our relationship sleep. with natural yes. lighting. Our, our relationship with the outside world and how we essentially need to be in it because uh-huh. it's, it, 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 it is where we belong. And uh-huh. these are natural. It, it's kind of like looking at, if you write a list of what's natural, what's not. Start mm. to look at that. Like There's a starting point. Is it natural to ride a bike? No, it actually isn't. This is an invention. There's no bikes in nature. That's just, I mean, I ride a bike, but that's just one example of looking at certain things of like, right, if I'm just riding a bike for exercise, I'm not really doing what's designed for my body. Let's go out for a walk. Okay, amazing. Walking, phenomenal for the body. It's a natural movement. Everyone needs to do it. Mm. Find some hills, um, go out and and enjoy that. That's (laughs) like, Yeah, because... I also feel like, yeah, because humans are this kind of weird thing because we have our own consciousness and we can decide what we do. And that's Mm -hmm. like the only thing that exists. 
on this planet that that can do that and then and therefore we've created some technologies to make our lives easier right like the bike the car everything you know like the internet but they start to model i mean the internet starts to model like the world wide web you know web of consciousness or whatever like it starts to model a sort of communal understanding of things so it can be good but it can also just be frivolous like 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 the way that we just throw away like plastics for example or you know like it, absolutely and and sometimes we throw away plastics just because actually it's too hard to understand what what to do with them like what should we do with them um and i think i'm really excited about the research into like mushrooms and how mushrooms can degrade plastics i think that's our biggest hope um for that that area but um I agree. There's, I've always had this notion of like being a hiker. Mm-hmm. And the reason I, I do that, the reason I love it is being in nature, being one with nature, walking through a landscape. But also like Wordsworth, I guess, and all of those sort of the poets of that kind of era, they all hiked because they recognized that the, the sort of creativity in the human system, the human brain, works best at that speed <laughs> it's sort of designed to yeah. work at that speed there's a lot lot in that for sure yeah yeah that's super cool yeah in in emotion and uh mm. like fucking hell, going out for a walk i think roll doll talked about that and how he his walks were like his biggest inspirations and, and, it, and it's it's relevant in so much in so much creativity yeah. Hmm. So yeah, it's that 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 deepness. I suppose for me, it's and that is what, what you asked about the biology. It's I'm, I'm on that path to learn and understand more, and it's the same with food and things like that. Yeah. And um, what's more natural for our bodies to consume over, you know, refined goods that are not yeah. necessarily manufactured. Yeah, so there's sort of certain things that that can be digested eat more easily, and sort of things of that nature. Or just mm-hmm. maybe you could expand a bit on that. Like, is there what are your thoughts on that? Um, for me, I think I suppose digestion's an interesting one. Um, I think it depends on the person. It depends on what's... It's interesting because we've become so almost disconnected from it. How do you start mm. to... And people emigrate. There's been a mixture of... I think that plays in a part into, like, the kind of, um, you know, going to the other side of the world and starting a life. I mean, is that really natural surely your dna is designed to to to, to endure things of in this climate and this environment and yeah. going back to your lineage to it's say it, well it's just it's yeah. like in africa if you live on the, the 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 equator you're ancestrally you've built up a tolerance to the sun so if someone from you know africa goes and moves to uh scandinavia mm. they're gonna it's gonna be different for them and it's gonna yeah. be Actually, funnily enough, like I, I remember living in Deptford and I love the sauna and I used to go to the sauna and I used to sit in there and, and most of the time there used to be Africans in their clothes in the sauna because mm. 
they were because they were cold. They were they wanted that kind of burst mm-hmm. of heat that they were used to. So that's yeah. yeah if I I know that humans are adaptable, and certainly if you first move to a different culture, it's like your the digestion is always like needs a month. I find. Yes, really for sure. Yeah, 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 yeah. But yeah, yeah relating that to to food and how we're eating bananas from Ecuador and and yeah. apples from Denmark or whatever, and and you're like, okay, is this really <laughs> what? It's kind of it's an interesting thought, and I don't eat meat anymore. I perhaps uh-huh. will again, but I haven't for three years. Okay, and um, it was me. It was for me. It was a big process of of um, understanding like what what's going on there. Why we're so disconnected to food, mass agriculture. What are we really putting in our bodies, and yeah. how that how that really looks. And I just had to step back. It wasn't an overnight process, but yeah. it was a. It was it was a lot of intention behind it, and mm-hmm. and still is a process. I think I will go back to eating meat again. But then I and then I look at the argument for all right, global um, climate change and agriculture playing into that. Mm-hmm. Like, what's better, eating local meat or eating fruit that's transported halfway around the world? Yeah, that's certainly part of the discussion. It is, yeah, and I mean the fruit has more air miles in that in that scenario. I also uh, stopped eating meat um, a couple of years ago. Um, I think for me it was more the climate change that that pushed me that way, um, the effects of climate change. But I I definitely disagree with the the sort of modern, you know, factory farming of of of, of animals. Um, I think I agree with the kind of sort of more what I see more like Native American and indigenous. Um, sort of like respect for animals you know like if and if an animal if you go hunting it's a deeply primal kind of scenario and and you can observe and respect the spirit of an animal and still consume them um but yeah i think we're very divorced from that from that point aren't we in our culture and um and I, th- I think intuition plays a big part. I've been hearing that word come up as you've been speaking over and over. Okay. Like, oh, yeah, intuition, yeah, yeah. Intuition, and the way that we see intuition as as this bad thing, and and people's argument being that intuition can take you to bad places as well as good, and and that's true. But I think the relationship that you build with intuition, um, the further down the road you go. You know, it's just like one of your voices um, that you can listen to. It's mm-hmm. like, oh, what do I want for dinner? I'll go to the chippy. Yes, fish and chips is amazing sometimes for people. It'd be chips for us, but <laughs> but yeah. But in- I live near the sea. It's it's often a go-to. Yeah. And then I have to really think. All right, what am I doing this evening? tomorrow morning what am i up to like right. it, i'm probably going to feel pretty stodgy and yeah, exactly <laughs> exactly <laughs> how's it going to affect you going forward and i think i think once you can bring that into your conversation like how is this going to affect me going forward hmm. yeah i i definitely started to change my habits around nutrition and I, I think that's quite a common thing around mental health as well like gut health and mental health is is long-term nutrition, like just building it up piece by piece, just like simply, you know, 
dedicate dedicating yourself to having like one more bit of vegetable with your dinner, for example. Mm-hmm. But over time, the the effects are just like huge, aren't they? I mean, you you know, you can just build up a you know vibrancy around your body, and you can even indulge in kind of cleanses and and all sorts, can't you? Like liver liver cleanses and yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Right, yeah. Final question you want to ask on on the was that a deep topic we went on a that was deep I think journey. that was suitably deep yeah so yeah I think we're at time now anyway so that's cool these um, fifteen minute sections are quite good actually I, I sort of Mate, I'm, up, loving, I'm loving the format I came up with it and I was like is that going to work I think it does. It does. it does, man. It does. I don't know. Yeah. I've not listened to a podcast like that before, so. No. So I'm quite excited about that. So yeah, like last one. Um, every every episode we're gonna do is gonna have this section at the end, three fifteen. Mm. Just a chance to express yourself. Express yourself. Express yourself. All right, yeah. Getting naked. That's expression. That is expression. I did that. If anyone can't see, go go on to YouTube. (laughs) Either beautiful, Chris. Relationship therapy session. I just, I just didn't wear top, and she she was like, "This doesn't happen." You what? You went to a therapist like that? (laughs) Yeah. Brilliant. Did she? um, I was like, "You want me to feel comfortable, don't you?" <laughs> Did she feel comfortable? Is that is that appropriate? I didn't know. <laughs> I'm paying her. <laughs> oh dear. No, that's 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 a grey area, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, it is. That's, that's not part of the free yeah. fifteen. We'll talk about that. <laughs> we'll talk about that later. So, free fifteen. Um, so, if you want to express yourself in art, in an artwork, you want to share an artwork with us all, or um, you just want to talk a bit more about any of the three things we've been over, or just um, I want to I share something actually. Okay. Um, I was going to put a post up the other day. It's something I wrote whilst I was coming. I came back from it's kind of Baz Luhrmann esque sunscreen. Awesome. I've never shared this before, so here you go. It's the new exclusive. And it's just a bit of a, a bit of a kind of a, a wisdom, a wisdom slash advice um, passage of thought. So there you go, wisdom slash advice passage of thought from myself oh, to wow. you. So I wrote a letter to myself. That's quite cool. Um, I'm just going back through my notes. Great. Here we go. I don't know what I called it. Have you ever looked into space con- space consciousness? Um, I haven't heard that term before, but I'm I not. I, I heard it the other day. I feel like it suits me. <laughs> yeah, it's it? it's Eckhart Tolle talks ah, about it. Right. It was on so, yeah. brands. It was. It's quite interesting. I'll, I'll look into I it. still need to listen to that. Yeah. So. This is what I called, I want to share it. I mean, do you know what? I love, I love rap actually. I love kind of rap poetry. Yeah. And I, I wanted, I still want to get to a point where I'm kind of 
I don't know. I feel like it's a good indication of like, oh, how expressive can you be, and how and how in tune are you with what you know and what you know and want to learn, I guess. But it's because for me, I start talking and, and rapping to myself, and if I'm in, if I'm feeling good, the, it'll flow so much better. Mm-hmm. And if I feel yeah. stuck or unhappy, it won't flow. So it's right. quite a cool check-in to like, all right, let's try and make up a rap to myself. Maybe it's meaningful. Maybe it's, I don't know. It's quite an interesting yeah. process to go on, you know? That's incredible. That's incredible. Um, yeah, I, I do that sometimes too. And I write yeah, poetry. in the car or get a beat on. Get a beat on. Just, yeah, free flow. Free just flow. flow. Um, so anyway, this is called Life's Quest. All right, I'm going to sit back and relax. Right. <laughs> it's, not, it's not too long. So here we go. Life's quest. The simple things. Inner contentment. Family, friends, interaction with people. You have wild times, but ultimately they will pass. Give until it feels good. We must always be disturbed by the truth. Deep thoughts, dynamic minds, flirt with religion. Trust, driven, narrow the focus. Happiness is transitory. Find content. Do your own thing and see where it takes you. Try your hardest not to live with any kind of fear. Don't be afraid of being lonely for a period. Never second-guess yourself or how you feel inside. Don't try and change yourself to make certain people happy. Care that you've done a that care that you've done a good job. Care about telling the truth. Nothing outside of yourself will make you happy. Read. Focus on yourself. Focus on your fear and getting to know it. Focus on what your ego is and what makes it tick. Concentrate on yourself, center, and don't ignore the work that needs to be done. Your relationship with yourself is most important. Never regret, for if you follow the above and trust you made the right decision, at the right time. Sorry, that was never forget, never regret. For if you follow the above, trust that you made the right decision at that time. There you go. Wow. <laughs> oh, that's beautiful. Thank you so that's much. It. A little applause there. That's awesome. Good. Yeah. Condensed, condensed wisdom there. Condensed I guess I, I gained so much from sunscreen, that song. Yeah, I and now I know it. Yes, it comes back to me now. That was huge. That song is is amazing. If, it's, it's phenomenal. So every birthday, now, yeah, I let I get everyone to lay down and just close their eyes and listen to it. Yeah, it's it's kind of up there with East Forest, isn't it? You know the Rambo. Oh, yeah, like it's like trans transcendental music. Yeah, more mainstream <laughs> version. Yeah, for yeah. sure. But it's um, it was yeah, that it was mainstream. powerful. Yeah, I was. Yeah, a couple of things pop out of me there. Face your ego, or yeah, is that what you said? Understand what makes it tick. <laughs> yeah, that was it. Wow. Um, focus on what your ego is and right. makes it, and what makes it tick. Beautiful, beautiful. Yeah, 
And that that reminds me of what Ramdas says, you know, partnership with with ego, because mm-hmm. there's a lot. There's kind of there's sometimes there's a lot being said around killing your ego. You know, oh, I've got to kill my ego. I know mm-hmm. that I know that was a big part. I think I I sort of moved away from that a couple of years ago. But um, yeah, it's like you're never going to kill your ego. It comes with you, right? You, the aspects of yourself dies as you grow, right? Um, but you're always going to have an ego. Um, yeah. So I love I love that that kind of part of that. Mm-hmm. It's cool. All you need is a beat now. All you need is a beat. I need a beat. Yeah. Yeah. You gonna make me one? Yeah, I can make you one. <laughs> we'll uh, we'll put that in the in the projects to be done folder. <laughs> yeah, man. Um, yeah. Uh, any any other, I suppose, questions you want to ask? Um, you want to go back into? Yeah, trying to think over. It's been a it's been a really sort of dense conversation, hasn't it? It's been a really. I think it's been we had we had we had some emotion, some yeah. physical psychological we have yeah. we, we've gone into some different areas that i think yeah so trying to think back over it it's kind of like wow there's a lot there to process actually um mm-hmm. so that's cool i think it was really really good in that way um i just i'm just feeling gratitude right now to to know you to to have have these conversations and have have someone like you feels and thinks and is conscious and um there was a few moments where i thought yeah that's that's just that's a really great and essential truth that 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 could have a lot of value um Mm -hmm. um and i think i think really i'm thinking around sort of lifelong student that we we talked about in your body mind practice podcast that we did before this so we've been at this for about <laughs> how long? Three, three, three hours of the way. Yeah. <laughs> it's been amazing um but yeah it's just that it's just such a joy to be on this journey you know and and i think you know friendship and relationship and partnership you know is to be framed around you know the joy of sharing process mm-hmm. the, the joy of sharing process with with another human being and um just having a curious conversation into some really deep topics um the yeah. essence the essence of life um is a real is a real joy it's a real pleasure absolutely i'll never forget when and i respected it so much when you asked me you asked me a question but it was of a certain tone and you explained after I was trying to get you get to know you better. It was I've been to the Anne Frank Museum and you and then you asked me so it was oh. like we're just going into it. I didn't think much of it, but then and you were like, well, the reason I asked, I was actually really wanted to just understand your perspective. I wanted to get use that to get to know you better. Mm. Nice. Yeah, I think it was great. Yeah, mm. yeah and we, go on. 
Sorry, no. Carry on. So we first met at Creators Club. I remember when. Yeah. Yeah. It was interesting. And you were like pottering around, weren't you? I just remember. That's generally my vibe, actually. <laughs> I like to just yeah. potter, potter around places. Uh-huh. What were you going to say? Um, so there was a lot going on then for me. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I remember that day because we did an exercise, a meditation exercise, and it was like, be your true self or something. And it was like, this guy took us through it. I can't remember what his name was. but um, Owen, maybe? Uh, I can't remember. but um, The guy doing yoga? Yeah. it was. A bit, we did a yoga practice, and he was like, right, when I like click my fingers or something, or when the bell rings, go and do whatever it is your soul wants you to do. Go do it. And... And then he was like, right, so that for five minutes, we're just going to do whatever. And I remember, I remember, like, it was me and you, we jumped up, we ran outside, down the stairs, and out into the middle of a London street, and we were just... While like, screaming, Woo-hoo! You were screaming. We both had, well, we, we had bare feet, didn't we? Because we were yeah. doing yoga and part of the creators club festival but yeah we both ran outside and we were just yelling and hollering and like enjoying life and just shouting out and then we we were climbing the trees on the london street and everyone started looking at us outside of their office buildings and yeah. i think that's the moment where i was like yeah this guy <laughs> this guy's all right <laughs> he's one of, <laughs> he's one of my tribe you know Cause, amazing. Cause and the, I, I remember it started to rain yeah outside and it was so somber it felt so somber and it was like, people yes. were just like, what, what are you doing? Like it was yeah. so bizarre to enjoy, uh, well, enjoy just nothing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. It was like bringing that kind of joyous electricity to, yeah. I remember it being very gray and very, very drizzly and mm. kind of a couple of people walked past and I think I was hanging out of like a very small tree. Obviously it was in London, but I was hanging off, 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 off one of the branches and this guy walked past me and looked at me and I just remember thinking like I've had so much shame in my life and realistically when you're hanging from a tree branch in London people don't really care or they'll just kind of just deselect you if it's if yeah. it suits them you know he was just like oh there's someone hanging from a tree okay and just walk straight past <laughs> so yeah. Yeah. I often go out now, like my gym now is just the outside world. If I find some rocks, uh, or I can find a tree to hang out of and do some pull-ups. Yeah. Like that exploration through that has been amazing just to kind of let myself be seen, not, not feel shame around what I'm doing. And yeah. you just start to realize no one cares. And if they do tomorrow, they won't. Yeah. Like it's so important to just realize that. And just, if you're doing something that you want to do, don't let anyone else affect that. Like, what? why should it? Yeah, exactly. That's that's an interesting idea around the society that, like, in the deep um, section we talked about, like, how we're going to exist, you know, in in our environments. And I think, you know, we talked a little bit about good and bad shame, like toxic shame and good shame. And there's a good conversation to have around that because I think, I think, it, the thing that stops us from doing things that we want to do mostly is ourselves. It's mostly our internalized voices that stop yeah. us. 
And, and when you actually get out there, like I was telling your partner, Nina, the other, the other day, I was like running and jumping down the street, listening to music, my favorite music. I was just like running and down the street, like listening Mm -hmm. and dancing to music. And it was only like 20 seconds, but I really felt a lot of fear in that moment. I was like, what if someone sees me and thinks I'm weird? And, and then it just sort of happened and I felt ecstatic about it and, and it just, no one's no one cared and then then i was just really happy so yeah amazing well it's an hour's flown by chris it's it's such three hours have flown by three hours have flown by and of course yeah i wasn't didn't doubt that for a second (laughs) but um it's been an absolute joy. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah, thank you for holding this space. I think you're a better podcast host than me. <laughs> <laughs> no complaints. I just get that feeling. <laughs> it's it's bad to compare. <laughs> sure. No, it's been... It, I think you have a style and I have a style. Um, mate, yeah. It's like, I really enjoyed your... I mean, go check out Chris's podcast, Body Mind Practice. Yeah. That's where, you, that's where people can find you, right? On Instagram and... Yeah, Instagram is the best place. Shoot yeah. me a message or say, hey, body, mind, practice, that's it. Yeah, great. And I look forward to many, many more. Nice. Cool, man. Lots All right, mate. So thanks for listening, everybody. And be sure to tune in next time when we have Dave Glazer, who's a personal fitness expert. And he describes his own personal experience of the journey of healing um, through trauma. Thanks a lot. Take care.